Today's scripture is found on the front page of the bulletin from 1 Peter 4 through 12, chapter 4, verses 12 through 14, and 5, 6 through 11. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that is taking place among you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you are sharing Christ's sufferings, so that you may also be glad and shout for joy when his glory is revealed. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed, because the spirit of glory, which is the spirit of God, is resting on you. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. Cast your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Discipline yourselves, keep alert. Like a roaring lion, your adversary, the devil, prowls around looking for someone to devour. Resist him, steadfast in your faith, for you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of suffering. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Audrey, I have to admit I got your test questions wrong. You held up a hammer and pliers and said, what would you be doing with this? My immediately thought of probably extracting a tooth. Hey, we grew up tough. And then you said, toilet's broken. Who do you call? A trustee. Everybody has different answers. But today we seek God's wisdom and God's truth, knowing it is the answer. Let us pray. Open our hearts, O God, to receive your message, to hear it clearly, and to follow it faithfully. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let me tell you about a guy named Robert Redrow who was on his very first business trip to Japan. Bob and his colleagues were picked up in a van at the airport and taken to their meeting. Now, during the the ride, Bob became anxious, even upset about the driver. I mean, the van was zipping through the narrow streets, and and he didn't know how the cars weren't rubbing as he passed through them and beside them. And, and, and the entire time, the driver was constantly trying to turn around and talk to the passengers. And finally, Bob had had enough. And as, as politely as he could, he asked their host to please turn around and face forward. The man gave Bob a strange look, but turned around and he faced forward. 
Now, one of Bob's co-workers had seen what was going on, and he just looked at Bob and said, what was that all about? Bob answered, are you blind? He is going to get us killed. He's not paying attention to the road at all. His friend replied, Bob, the steering wheel is on the right. The guy isn't driving. Bob had been anxious, upset, nervous, scared, worried, because he assumed he knew everything about his situation. But he did not know everything. He did not know that in Japan, people drive on the other side of the road. And so we also didn't know that their steering wheels are on the right side of their cars. The English word for worry comes from an old Anglo-Saxon word meaning to strangle. Oh, we all know how true that is, don't we? We worry, we stress, we get afraid. It can all overwhelm us. It can strangle the life out of us. And to make matters worse, in the Bible, worrying is a sin. Well, great. Now I'm worried that I'm worrying. But I've read through the Bible several times, and you know what? Not anywhere, not in a single place have I noticed the Bible saying, worry about it, stress over it, wring your hands and feet over it, and let whatever it is strangle you. Never read that anywhere. But over and over again, the scriptures clearly tell us to trust God and cast all our worries and concerns on God who cares for us. Why? Because when we worry, we believe more in our problems than in God's promises. Promises like, I shall never leave you, nor forsake you. Promises like, if God is for us, who can possibly be against us? Promises like, nothing in all creation shall separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. When 1 Peter tells of the enemy prowling around, like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, remember what was happening at that time. They were facing lions as entertainment in the Colosseum. Their prowling lions were real lions. They worried. They worried over their next meal. 
They worried over whether their children would survive to see another birthday. Lions, hunger, survival. They knew hard times too. I recently read a meme that said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God didn't put out the fire. God just put Jesus in there with them. And they came out unsinged. It's not about God putting out our fires. It's about who is in there with us. Holy Communion is not just a reminder of what the saving Lamb of God did for us on a cross. It is also a call to join in the sufferings of Jesus and to rejoice in those sufferings. You know you are a mature Christian when you understand those words. Rejoice in your sufferings. Rejoice in suffering? Absolutely. Because sufferings are nothing less than opportunities for us to prove God's power and our faithfulness. As Max Lucado says, the presence of anxiety is unavoidable. The prison of anxiety is optional. Our example, well, let me ask you, did anybody notice anything different about me this morning? Did it kind of stand out? Was it one of the first things you noticed? Was it kind of the only thing you noticed? Our example of generosity should stand out like red shoes on your pastor. (laughs) Seriously, if people aren't noticing your generosity, then you're not generous enough to be called a Christian. If you are Christianly merciful, I'll make up a word, and people notice it, That's the way it's supposed to be. If we forgive and people are nudging us and say, how could you possibly forgive that person? If your forgiveness sticks out like a sore thumb and a red shoe, you're doing something right. And today we learn if we are facing suffering, and hurting, so much so that people are elbowing and saying, man, look at that person's faith. They're going through so much. And they're depending on God so much. Then you're doing it right. As you come and we meet together around this sacred table, ask yourself this, Will I be a warrior or will I be a warrior 
of my faith. That choice is entirely ours to make. Rich, I invite you to come forward. <clears throat>